0: Welcome to the Dog Show Show podcast, presented by the Staffordshire Volteria Society of New South Wales, and featuring Kim Reader. Oh, hello, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Dog Show Show. Uh, you've got uh, Barbie, Adam, and Kim here as per usual, and um, we had a we had Barbie and I, not Kim, but we had a unique experience. Yes, we did. On last week, uh, we we did the episode last week about the royal. Mm-hmm. And going to the Royal And we Went to the Royal Went to the Royal And It was wonderful I I felt like a rock star
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we were in the back the In the We you know, had the special we like exhibitors backstage. passes Yes
0: Yeah There was a point there where I went out to get coffee And uh, There was a woman Just a member of the public and her family Trying to get Enter in through the exhibitors entrance Right and there was a member from the Easter show there, staff member, saying, no, 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 you've got to walk around to the front and walk down the ramp. Oh, but I could just go through it. No, no, you've got to walk around. And I just toddled through with my exhibitors past and held up. I'm an exhibitor. And she opened the gate for me and let me walk through. And these people looked at me as if to go, who are you?
1: <laughs> and where's your dog?
0: And I felt so important. I felt so important. It was wonderful. <laughs> I'm, easily, I'm easily pleased. You know that. Mm. Yeah. But... um. That was a fantastic day. We got to speak to thousands of people. That was great.
2: Mm.
1: And we also had two very well-behaved Staffordshire Bull Terriers with us for the day. They
3: were fantastic. Weren't they wonderful? Weren't they good? Weren't they great?
0: Just an absolutely fantastic advertisement for the breed, those two dogs. Mm. They were brilliant. They were so good-natured.
3: They let- That's what Stafford's are. That's-, <laughs> That's
0: right. Well, I said to a few people through the day. I mean, it's interesting with these things. It's similar to spooking. Like when I spook for th- when I do spooking jobs, you, you find yourself, you, you find yourself sort of saying the same thing or, or getting into a rhythm with what to say. And I said to quite a few people through the day that these two dogs are probably as good a representation of the breed as you'll ever want to see, like physically, temperamentally. They were just fabulously natured dogs. They they would have had would have had a, a thousand people touch them.
1: Yeah, patting them all day long. Patting from, them from eight thirty till five. Yeah,
0: 8, well, eight thirty. Yeah, but yeah. And they didn't, you know, and and through the the day, you know, we, hear, we could hear the other breeds, you know, barking and and yelping and and you know howling and whatever else. It's fine because that's but, how dogs that's, communicate. That's what dogs do. <laughs> but these two guys, didn't hear a peep. Not a word, not a bark, not a nothing. Well, no, obviously not a word. <laughs> but it was, they, they were wonderful. Hmm. So we should give a big thank you to Michelle. And Kim knows more of the details of Michelle, her, her prefix and her kennel. And, and the, we had Sparky and Letty there. But we should give a shout out to Michelle for coming all the way down from the, the, the mid-north, mid-north coast. coast.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she lives, she lives up near Taree, so yeah. it was about five or whatever hour drive, so yeah. she got up at the crack of dawn, well, more than the crack of dawn, middle of mm. the night, I think, and yeah. um, drove down um, with her partner, Daniel and the dogs, um, all for the day to, to show the beautiful temperament and the breed to anybody who wanted to look. And my big thing about it was, I had never seen so many smiling faces yes. walking up to that stand. They, as soon as they spotted Stafford's big smile on people's yes. faces. Yeah. was well, it,
0: fantastic. Lots of, it's really difficult to do the face on a podcast, but lots of those like, oh, yeah. kind of faces, you know, like, <laughs> oh, look at, it's a, look at them. And, and because they were so well behaved, and people were really good with them as well, because almost everyone, I'd say the overwhelming majority of people, Ask permission, can we touch them Can, yeah. we, can we, you yeah. know, yeah please go ahead Or you had people kind of wandering past Like looking like they wanted to Pat and you go come, on, come Say hello, are you sure, yeah Come on and they'd come in and Have a little pat and those dogs She was just, yep yeah, cool yeah. I think that the, the the female lady she Really loved it to start with and I made a Comment to quite a few people that I think um Lady was Exhausted from being so adored <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yes, that was good. Yeah, it was. I just said to them, She's dead. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> she was just laying there fast asleep. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you that in our household, we had two other uh, females were in a very similar position by about eight o'clock that night. Oh, <laughs> they dead. were Oh, just Jeez. you two were. I will, I was in. In. I uh, might have been a little bit later, but I was in the bedroom and I came out. And you two were just sound asleep on the lounge last night yourself, oh, or the other that night that yourself, night. and um, and young Natalie. So that was.
1: Yeah, we were exhausted.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: and you must have been.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if we were exhausted, the dogs must have been. As well, massive day for those dogs. So yeah, a big shout out to Michelle. Thank you so much for bringing the dogs down. They were fantastic. Um, yeah And I, I felt really bad though Because I found myself Sometimes you find yourself Do these things And you think Like It almost sounded like They were my dogs So the way you talk about them You talk about them As though you're You know oh, This is this is you know, Sparky He did this And this And this and, and almost sounds like A Jaws And I kept saying to Michelle I'm, I'm really trying not not trying to take credit for your dog. <laughs> and she's like, "No, you just keep talking. You keep talking. You're doing great. You just keep talking. It's, the more you talk, the less I have to." <laughs> That's
3: why. Yeah. But I think oh, she, good- good. sorry, she's a good stick, Michelle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was really good too to have all those people come past and take the time to talk to us about their own dogs and their mm. own um, stories and experiences. And some people that it had lost their their dogs previously and and were fairly emotional some people that yeah. came through so yeah, I we sp- really appreciate everyone opening up to us and talking to them talking to us about their experiences too
0: yeah i spoke to one lady who um had just recently lost a dog that she said looked like sparky or well, not recently yeah. but maybe 12 months before and um and so that made her quite emotional to sort of see a dog that looks so much like the dog that she'd lost mm. um yeah so
2: that was, and it was
3: good that they was so emotional because that, you know, showed us the good memories they had of them.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah.
3: They always had such great memories of them. You could see them stand there and think, like, that reminded them of the great memories that their staff had, had brought them. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, isn't it? It's, it's, isn't that interesting? And it, it, it's a recurring theme. We, um, you know, you see people who get dogs who talk about the dog saving them. And talk about how much the dog adds to their life. And when you don't own a dog, and I, I must admit, I was a bit like this. I, I love dogs and always have, but I never, never really understood how much they become a part of your family and a part yeah. of your lifestyle until I, until we got Daisy. And now it's like most days, if I'm out somewhere, I get to a point where I'm like, I've got to get home to the dog. Yeah, <laughs> I need. <laughs> right. I, I miss her. <laughs> We're gonna go. i have got to go and see her. Oh,
3: the dog's waiting for us to come home we, we, We're relying on us, we've got to get home
0: yeah, Exactly, exactly Now, the other thing that came up throughout the day And we, we, we spoke about this um, On the In terms of their temperament Those two dogs were just the most chilled out animals I'd ever met in my life They've, They really were And I said to quite a few people You know, this is what the breed should be This is how a Stafford should actually behave Um, You know, it's just, I mean Sparky was a little bit up and about at various Points of the day, but we were also told That Sparky could smell a lot of other Females, (laughs) so Sparky Was looking for them, but we had Quite a few people come up and talk to us About behavioural Issues in their dogs And, you know, various People coming up and going, oh my, my, my Uncle's dog's not like that, or my uncle's dog's a bit Crazy, or my uncle's, this dog's anxious And listening to Michelle talk to people, because Michelle is a behavioural specialist and a vet nurse as well, she was talking to people about training their dogs and how the dogs are trained and and positive reinforcement training. And I found that really interesting because I sort of feel like I get that on some level um, for, for various reasons. But what what is... What is positive reinforcement training? When we're training these dogs, what is positive reinforcement training?
3: That's all dogs, not just... Well, all
0: dogs, yeah, we can do this with all dogs.
3: Um, I'd say it's a type of training method. Um, A long time ago, not... Well, it is a while ago now, most people believe the best way to get a dog under control was to yell at it and hit it. Yeah. Um, Which changed a lot... Um, you know, people would yank collars and stuff like that and over time now they've realised that that's not the case. There was a lady um, in Tasmania, she was a Stafford person in fact and um, her name was Barbara Mead and she um, taught all of us this uh, method of positive reinforcement to the dog. So instead of hitting it... It's a bit like with kids. When mm. they do something right, you reward them. Mm. And when they don't do something right, um, well then, you know, it's not acknowledged. So um the the thing is is that or they go outside or, you know, the naughty corner or whatever. Mm. Um, but not actually, you know, hitting them or humiliating them or anything like that. Mm. Um so that's exactly what it is. It's a bit how we treat, you know, people a bit more now as well. Mm. It's not it's not more, you know, it's not um, not aggressive, I suppose, you sort of. So, Barbara brought this training method in. It came to New South Wales. Um, Barbara taught us how to do it. And I think it's flowed on into people who train dogs, um, which is a great thing. Um, and you'll find that most show dog people use it. Mm. Um, so, it's positive. It can be that or the clicker method so that every time that something's right, you you click
2: mm. a
3: clicker um, and give food. But all it is is that, um, you know, you, you sit with the dog, you have food, the dog knows you've got the food, um, you know, and then every time they positively do something right, you give them the food to the point where eventually you don't have reward them with food, all you have to do is say a good boy or whatever and that's enough for so it's about that it trains them to do the right thing without any aggression, really. Mm. It's easy to do. It comes down to three things. It's uh, a big thing with with training anything is to be consistent, mm-hmm. to prevent any confusion.
2: Mm.
3: And as I've always said, a dog can only have one master. If you get too many people in the in the mix, they get confused.
0: yeah, that was I mean that was our next question is it so let's just say for example, we'll use our family as an example is it is it me that does the majority of that training or and and based on what you just said, I'm thinking it is, or should everyone be involved, or is it just that everybody like if for example, you know you, you want a certain behavior to happen and the dog does a certain behavior if I'm not there. Can Barb reinforce that behaviour? Can Natalie reinforce that behaviour, or does it always have to be me?
3: No. Once they're trained to it, yeah. anybody can do it. Yeah. So, but they have to be trained to it. So, to begin with, to avoid confusion, you have a main person. Just doing the one it. person. Yeah. And then when she's got got the idea that you know, if I go outside to go to the toilet, that's positive reinforced. I will do that, and I will do that for anybody eventually. I mean, I walk around here with pockets of bait, of, you know, reward, yep. and they know that, I mean, even I took a dog to the show today that's not trained, and um, he eventually stood there um, looking at my fingers because he knew there'd be food in them. <laughs> so it doesn't take much. Dogs are smart. Yeah. So the but, thing is it's about consistency and timing is also in A very valuable part of um, when you positive reinforce because often people give them the reward way before they've done what they're supposed to, and uh. that confuses them. You can't confuse them, you have to stay consistent, timing, and reward.
0: Yeah, mm. so really, it, it, but as soon as that behavior has occurred, the reward happens. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because
3: I, obviously, if you leave it too long, they go, "What was I rewarded for? What? What? What?" Yeah,
0: yeah, get all oh. confused. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, <laughs> I make the comparison. I guess with children sometimes, and it's that thing when a child does a, a sort of a naughty behaviour, but everybody laughs at them, and they see that as being a positive reinforcement. They see that as being something funny, and so mm. they do it. They do it again and they keep doing it because they have got that positive feedback, that, that, you know, almost that good boy, good girl kind of thing. Mm. And so, you know, that's when I talk to people about it because I talk about it in the context of the work that I do, um, but in the sense of, you know, the behaviour occurs and, you know, is it possible with dogs to... Positively reinforce a negative behavior. I guess that's what what my question is. Do we yeah, see? Of and mm. so, so maybe some of the behavioral problems we see are where a dog's gone. Oh, hang on, they like that. I'll do that again. I'll do that again.
3: Well, that's the bit that I refer to is the confusion.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm.
3: It's and one I, of the confusions, anyway. Yeah. So, um, so if you're, you know, giving them the, the reward when they're doing something negative. Mm. Well, then they're going to get confused when you change that, your behaviour. Mm. They're going to get confused with what, what I thought that was all right, like mm. a kid. Okay? Um, so it's about keeping it like, as I say, con- constant mm. and you have to do things that are not causing any confusion. Mm-hmm. The hardest part of positive reinforcement is when you have to undo behaviours that are set in for dogs that are older and then have to undo the the bad the the behavior you don't want and make it positive that's when it gets a bit tricky if mm. you do it from when they're a puppy it's so easy mm. cuz they understand totally cuz they haven't got any bad training
1: bad habits mm.
3: yeah that's
0: right <laughs> so so let's break down this old cliche can you teach an old dog new tricks
3: <laughs> yeah you can you can It's a lot of work but it's um and sometimes, you know, they do fall back into their ways, but as long as you keep consistency Yeah. Um and it's all about the person, it's not about the dog. Mm. It's all about the person. So they keep consistency. Um I had a dog returned years ago and he was out of control.
2: Mm.
3: He just was so naughty. And um I spoke to to Barbara and she said, so when you're hanging the clothes on the line, tie the dog to the clothesline, right, just Mm -hmm. sitting there with you Mm -hmm. and you're pegging the clothesline out and then the clothes out on the line and then when he does something positive, you give him food Mm -hmm. and when he does something stupid and, you know, starts being silly, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: then you actually physically turn your back on him with your arms crossed. Mm Mm-hmm. That's part of positive reinforcement training.
0: Is that now? Is that a is that a, a pack mentality thing? Do they feel like they're being rejected?
3: Yes, it's like no, she, I'm not talking to you. you yeah. You're not doing. It. That's not what we want you to do. Yep. So, mm. and I'm not kidding. That dog, by the time I finished hanging the clothes out, was a different dog. <laughs> I could not believe it. Yeah. I remember going inside. And ringing up, ringing up Barbara, and going, I can't believe it.
0: Mm. <laughs> and do you think it's just uh, look? We were, we know some people who have a, a beautiful dog. We won't give details or how we know them, but the dog kind of gets left in the backyard
2: mm.
0: and doesn't get touched, doesn't get played with, doesn't get interacted with, doesn't really seem to get any training. Is it mm. people taking on an animal and not understanding the animal? not understanding what it needs, is it...
1: Not putting the time into it. Because
0: I'm assuming, I mean, look, I'm yeah. assuming there can be just um, bad dogs, but is it—is it for the most part just the fact that people are not actually working with their dogs enough or doing what they need to do?
3: Well, first of all, why do they want the dog if they treat it like that? Mm. Mm. Like, what is it for? But anyway, they've got the dog. So, um, yes, I think that what Barb said is a key thing. It's about putting the time in. hmm So, if you've got a dog, any dog, whether it's a show dog or not a show dog, Mm. it's part of your your life, part of your family. And even if you're a person that, you know, is exceptionally house proud and doesn't have dogs in the house Mm. or animals in the house for whatever reason, Mm. um, and the dog is mainly a dog that lives outside, well, then go outside with the dog. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and play with it, cuddle it, and and do what you need to do with it. Just don't... um, ignore it because, yes, it will not be a happy camper.
0: Yeah, and I guess a a bored dog's a destructive dog, isn't it? You know, they're going to look for other ways to to expend that energy.
3: Oh, yeah, in the main, yeah. We find Mm. with Stafford's that um, I, um, sorry, I find that with um, Stafford's in particular, Mm. they do tend to protest. So when you go out and you leave them, they'll bring the washing in or do the garden. They're only helping. (laughs) They're only helping while you're out. Don't get confused. Um, So, I'm just going to bring the washing in for you, Mum, seeing you left me here by myself. Yep. Um, You you seem really um,
0: busy, Mum. I'm just going to help you out here.
3: Yeah, and you're out, so I'm just going to help you. Yeah. Um, That's the big protest thing. I mean, I've heard of Stafford's in the UK that have (laughs) pulled the curtains down and ripped the wallpaper off the wall in protest. So, it's you know, it's and I don't know whether that's training. You can't train that. Um, it's just a behavioural thing where they're mm. normal, where they're protesting. But I think back to the dog in the backyard. I think it's very important that if you go to purchase a dog or get a dog of any kind, maybe be given the dog. Um, the bottom line is is that you've got to know the time that's required mm. to have a dog or in in your yard or in your home because. They are very time-consuming mm. and um, it takes a lot of work to, um, you know, condition them to what they've got to be healthy and also how they behave. Mm. So it's not like, you know, it's like bringing up a kid and expecting them to know what sort of way they should behave. They don't know on their own. Mm. So you've, got to, you've got to show them and, and, and develop them.
1: Mm. And I've heard, um, I saw somewhere previously where, you know, if a dog's barking at the front door, for example, and you're not wanting it to bark and, and you're trying to teach it not to, but you're yelling out to it, you know, be quiet or, you know, yelling at it, <laughs> that the dog actually thinks that you're, Droining, you're joining, in. joining in with them and so it's like a game for them so they're doing it more and more. That's something that I've seen before mm. as well.
3: Well, that's right. But also, um, it's like when that's happening, if you talk in a low voice to a dog, it will respond to you much more than if you're yelling at it. Mm. And that's why they call them dog whisperers.
2: Mm. <laughs> hey, because there you go.
3: If, if you talk to them in a low voice and whisper,
2: yeah.
3: um, my mum had a laryngectomy and she we had this particular bitch that was really... Uh, used to talk to us, she reckoned. She she could understand everything she said and she was whispering and she could hear every word she was saying. Wow. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's like if you whisper in a low voice, even if a dog's running away, if you're yelling at it, it won't come back. But if you talk low and get down on the ground, it'll come back. Mm. Yeah. That's a good tip.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah because we we occasionally have uh, the 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 little miss Daisy in there makes an escape out the front door mm. and um yeah I don't know that we're necess- what we usually do is actually just run inside and try and make it look like there's something really exciting inside and she follows us in yeah yeah
3: that's but, the way of doing
0: it yeah yeah but but um I guess yeah it makes perfect sense if you're standing there yelling at the dog it's going to go Hang in a second. Because that's the other thing. The opposite of positive reinforcement is obviously negative reinforcement. And in my world, negative reinforcement is people avoiding a behavior because they feel like they're going to get in trouble. They don't actually learn the positive behavior. They just learn that the negative, like the if I do this, I get hit for it or smacked for it or whatever, yelled at for it. Mm. So they avoid that. So I'm assuming then the dog's pretty much doing the same thing. Like, oh, he's yelling at me. I'm. I am do I've got. To, I've got to get away from that. I can't...
3: Well, that's yeah. right. It's not That's not something that would make you... Well, even for people, if somebody's mm. yelling at you, you don't respond well, do you? No, mm. <laughs> that's right. You go, mm, I've got to get away from this. Mm. But I don't want to be part of this yelling at me. Um, okay. So it's it's just really common sense for, for dogs the same. but if you talk in a really low voice to them, I mean, even when you're showing them, if you whisper, they'll respond better. Mm. Mm.
0: Hmm. I'm going to try it. We're, we'll try that with um, Miss Daisy in there. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, ride. it's interesting that you say it because even before having these discussions with you, our Daisy, as you know, is a bit of a barker um, and she'll bark at, we We'll joke that she'll bark at a leaf falling out of a tree outside, you know, she'll just bark at almost anything. But mm. Barb used to actually say to her, um, come on, Daisy, whisper bark. Hmm. And she mm-hmm. and she literally said, "This is li- yeah. literally this is how we go." She had Daisy whisper bark. woo 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 woo, and Daisy would like look at her and go woo woo woo.
1: <laughs> like, like oh, good girl imitator. <laughs> <all>, right. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> so that 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 all, we actually were doing that.
1: That actually works. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and that's actually yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: look. Oh yeah, it's it's really it's really important that you know there's. Not a lot of yelling. Mm. I can remember years ago I had a a lovely stafford. She was an escape artist. She was yeah. always nicking up. And um, my dad was home by himself and he rang me up and he said, I, I can't find her. And I went, don't panic. Go out into the paddock and just lay on your stomach <laughs> and call her in a low voice. Huh? Yeah. He went, what? I said, just do it. So <laughs> off you go.
1: Don't ask questions. Just do it. Just
3: do it. <laughs> Anyway, I can imagine what it looked like, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, I rang him back in an hour and I went, Have you got her? Yeah, yeah, she's good. Did you do that? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you did it, did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he learned then not to chase them and yell, to get down on the ground and call their name quietly. Wow, mm.
0: that's, a, a, that's really interesting. I want to try that. Mm.
3: Here you go. It'll be interesting to see if yeah. it works. going to give that you? a go. Yeah.
0: Um, we were talking before about putting time into a dog, and and we we got the lovely Miss Daisy through lockdown. I think a lot of people did, but we we specifically got her through that period because we were home, and we knew we would have the time to put into an animal, and and put into her, you know, her basic needs and her, you know, integrating into our family. In ter- is I mean, This probably sounds like a dumb question But is there a time, like is there an amount of time that you need Or is it just, is that like a, you know it's a, it's a piece, you know, how long is a piece of string kind of answer
3: Well, even before COVID, I think lots of people They would call and say they wanted a puppy But they wanted it in this time frame Because they were taking time off work to, you yeah. know I'm taking two weeks off, in. yeah yeah, get it settled in and everything like that. But I think, like everything, you have to have a routine. So once you've set them in, and you still do that routine, when you say you have to go to work, or some people work from home, go to the office a couple or whatever a couple of days, yeah. and the dog gets used to that routine, then they they know they can hear you coming down the street, mm-hmm. and they know what the routine is. And it's the same for everybody. It's about habit and routine. So. As long as they know that, you know, on those days, um, they'll know what days, well, not the days of the week, but, you know, they know those days you're not around. Mm-hmm. And, and you have things sorted on those days. like they know on those days they get a bowler bone for the day. Yeah. Um, they know that, um, you know, it's about training them to your lifestyle and, and putting your time into them. And so when you're not, like as you said, I have to rush home. I've got to make sure the dog's quill. Yeah, yeah. um, so, you know, you, you're responsible for making sure that, you know, you've brought her into your life and that you want to make sure she's, you know, got the attention that she's, she requires.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think it's when people have got, like, jobs where they're never home. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: If If anyone can hear those little, you know, little claws clack, clacking on the... <laughs> Daisy's waters.
1: playing catch with herself yeah. ball.
0: <laughs> she's found a ball And she's tossed it around um, Yeah and this is I think that's I mean that's probably true for, Again that's true for For humans As it is as much for dogs You know That, that routine of knowing You know Well this is Where I fit into your schedule And mm. this is what I do and, and, and I guess it's that Probably also that thing where You know If you're home We'll give your attention to the dog Spend that, well, time that
3: time with it. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like the other night, wasn't it? I said I can't, I can't talk to you right now because I've got, mm. to, got to get onto my dogs and make sure they're good and yeah. give them a cuddle and dinner and stuff. Yeah. So they, they have to have attention. They time of the um, time of the day that they know that I'm going to be here, and it's a routine for them. And you know, they know they're loved basically and cared for.
0: That's, look, this is another thing that we've done without even realising we've done it because Daisy, we, we joke all the time about Daisy being very routine driven but every night we have dinner and Daisy knows once dinner's finished her and I go and play in the bedroom. We just mm. wrestle around on the bed and give her pats and, you know, whatever we do. But she'll sit there and I, I think you was seen to do it. She'll sit there at 7.30 or whenever dinner's finished, whenever she senses that dinner's finished and she will sit there and bark at me, like, mm. come on, let's go. You, you've yeah. you've finished your dinner. I've done my dinner. Now it's time to go. Let's go.
1: Yeah. She's very persistent until you go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, you know, I've got to just see this on TV. It's like, <laughs> no, you've got to go now. <laughs>
3: yeah. That's right, because, you know, you hear of dogs that at a big in the particular time in the morning go and stand next to wherever their lead is and bark. mm. mm they're going for a walk it's all very much routine and positive reinforcement driven mm. mm.
0: actually you know what daisy learnt to do when we she's learnt to spell <laughs> and she's learnt. alternative so if we say the word walk we've got to go for a walk because she hears it mm. she goes okay it's walking time right we try not to say it if we can help it we she'll when she hears that word she'll Wherever she is, she'll jump down and stand in front of you and be kind of at attention. Like, okay, time for a walk. A lot let's of go. Dogs do that too. But was she also? If, so we started to spell it out, and she understood the spelling. Yeah. And then we started to say, "Well, well let's go you for a you what? know what," and she started to understand that as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, dogs are very smart, and they they are very smart, and they just know what, and they know that that's a positive thing for them to go for a walk. They like it. It's you know, so. When they hear that that's uh, mentioned well we must be going come
0: on yeah mm. so we, we sort of touched on um, dogs eating walls and things like that and taking you know taking um, pieces of furniture out or taking clothes off the line what are some some of the other dangers of not training your dog
3: well it's like anything they don't know what the expectation is do they so yeah. just they just run riot because they can. They don't know what the boundaries are, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I think you just have to teach. It's very simple. I mean, what's the routine for a baby puppy? When you get a baby puppy, um, okay. So when they wake up, they go to the toilet. So when they wake up, you take them outside to go to the toilet.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So it's eat, sleep, wee, poo, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, eat, sleep. It just goes around in a circle, a bit like a baby again. I was going to say, and it's then, a baby
0: human as well, yeah.
3: Yeah, and then um, basically they understand that, you know, when they wake up, you're going to take them outside. Mm. Or they go outside. You eventually show them how to go out the doggy door or come and tell them they want to go outside or whatever is involved. So mm. it's, it's about, again, tra- training them from little things to know what to do. Mm. So, I mean, you, you know, the the naughty behaviours are only protests. Um, they know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm. But I'm also um, quite a believer in in other types of training. Um, Cesar Milan people. Don't, some people don't like his method of training, but I think his philosophy is quite good in that. Uh, dogs that like packs, and the people that lead them are the pack leaders.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So. Yeah.
3: What you teach them is what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, it's in, it, I think that's a philosophy that we forget about because, because they are a domestic breed. We, I think we forget that there's, there is, and it's the same for humans, there is a, a pack mentality and we're, the, we're part of the pack, aren't we? Mm. Like that wild instinct of, you know, I belong to this group of people. That's that's still very much within who they are.
3: Yeah, I think, too, that I, I probably won't maybe make people happy with what I'm going to say, but at the end of the day, we're the pack leader and it, it does make me a bit unhappy when um, people put the dog before themselves and their families and call them fur babies. I mean, I understand that, but they're also, you're the pack leader and you've got to remember it, otherwise... You end up in all sorts of trouble.
0: Yeah. So you've got to behave accordingly. Like, okay, you are the leader of that pack. This mm. dog does what you say.
3: Well, the dog's not in charge of you. No. Yeah. And yeah. once that happens, you're in trouble.
0: Did you hear that, Daisy? You're not in charge of me.
1: She says, <laughs> <laughs> oh, "That's what you think, pal."
0: <laughs> you're not the well,
3: boss. Technically, you are in charge of her.
0: Yeah. She. I think she knows. I think she gets yeah. up. It's it's funny we we've sort of made the comment a few times that she um she seemed from the very first day to kind of pick me out like you're the you're the boss you're the one I'll, I'm I'm going to attach myself to you yeah yeah she's yeah she's identified you
3: as the pack leader no one
0: else in my house thinks that that's way because he's the
1: hairiest <laughs> that's why
0: <laughs> he's I'm, got the most fur because I'm the one that smells the most like her is that what you are say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh God, God. Now we're going
2: down uh, another right. path,
0: Adam. So, so is there any? Do you have any, like? Are there any other ways that you kind of love? I mean, we talked about the seasonal arm method and and the, the positive reinforcement method. Is there anything else that you found has worked for you over the years?
3: I know I've always been. I've never. Been, I've never been somebody that hits them because no. I find it's like hitting a kid. It hurts you more than them. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but at the end of the day, it's just about. I suppose, kindness, but having, um, you know, a pack leader mentality where they have respect for you hmm. and that they want to follow you. And I've always found that, you know, food's the key to it. Uh, most dogs are food um, incentivised. Um, there's not many who don't react to food, only no. if they're over, overfed. Like no. um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't think, I just, I'm a person who keeps it simple. Yeah. Don't complicate it and it won't become difficult.
0: Yeah. Mm. This is, uh, I've had this question in my mind for the last few minutes. What's your preferred food? Is it, is it chicken? Is it cheese? Is it, what is it? What's your preferred? For a treat. Yeah, yeah. For the reward. Or is it vary oh. from dog to dog?
3: Well, it's their, it's their choice. Right. <laughs> it's so like what? some of them like, like, well, most of them like cheese. Um, and, um, and there's all sorts of things, you know, all the dog people are into these dehydrators where you buy things and put them in the dehydrator. So Mm. the best, the best sort of thing that I've I've ever made was, um, liver treats. So you slice, you boil the liver, you slice it up, you dry it, you dry it out and, um, put aniseed on it and then put it under the griller. Oh, Mm.
1: licorice liver. Anise-
3: well, they love aniseed dogs. Oh, do they? Mm. Mm. So we just before shows, mm. aniseed you can smell in the oven. <laughs> right. So I quite like aniseed myself. Not that I'd eat the liver with the aniseed, on mm. it, but no. Um, one of my favourite things. But um, yeah. So basically, um, that was that was one of mine. But um, sometimes you've got to be careful because you know there was a bit of a Facebook thing the other day about um, what a judges most hate when they're judging a dog? And a lot of them said, most of the majority said, um, they hate finding liver in the dog's teeth when they're going over the dog oh. or, or food in their mouth. Or. So I think what it is, the best way to do it to, to keep, you know, when you're doing it is to use something soft. So... Mm-hmm. Boil up some sausages, thin sausages. Cut them very thin. You can either use them soft or again put them under the grill, just slightly cook them, mm-hmm. and, uh, or you know bake them. And um, they like they they like that, and it doesn't stick too much to the teeth. Um, but yeah, it's but basically it's up up to the dog. Most of them eat anyway, anything, um, but you know some of them prefer cheese chicken yeah oh. all dogs love chicken um buy a roast chicken and rip it up
0: mm. yeah and uh, daisy's a big chicken fan as well she had a little sausage as well actually she loves all three of them so
3: yeah so be- they're, they're key things for most dogs like I mean, unless they're just not dog dog um incentivized they just yeah no no thanks you keep that you think i'm stupid <laughs>
0: I know what you're trying to do You're trying to get me to behave I'm not going to do that I'm not falling for your chickeny goodness
3: Well, sometimes clickers or even squeaky toys Yeah I bought a little duck today and put it in my pocket And went tick, 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 tick the dogs, <laughs> That's cute The dog's looking What's that? What's that? You know, so yeah. there's all sorts of things that, you know, that gives them some pleasure But basically you start off with the food and then stop using the food, and when they do it, you go. You think, "Oh, I'll graduate to just patting them, mm. at them and saying." And then you graduate to good boy or good girl, and that's enough for them. Yeah. So in the in the main, but you know, if you're doing something special, some event of some kind, well, then food's always good.
0: Yeah, we call it um, in in my world. We call it intermittent reinforcement. So you you, <laughs> you start and 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 you don't give like you you slowly, as you said food and then padding and then the good boy good girl you don't have to give them the food all the time and then but then when they get the good boy good girl they'll still know that they've done a good job and that's going to be enough to motivate them to keep doing that
3: yeah you often end up just using food when it's focused you've got to fo- they've got to focus on something
0: you got to train them to do a specific thing
3: yeah yeah like an event or show or whatever it is anything mm-hmm. if there's a particular thing then you can come back to the food and and go from there, but um, to keep the focus. Mm.
0: Mm. We've got some work to do now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And there's other sorts of training, like um, I had a dog from the UK and uh, I think I mentioned him before. His name was Luther, colonial force of Ashdock, and he he came out trained, um, which was wonderful because Mm. all you had to do was um, stamp your feet in particular ways and he'd stand stand himself. Even put his head up, hmm. like he'd been stacked.
0: So, in that in that instance, is it you, all you then have to do is know the commands?
3: Yeah, well, I didn't even need to do that. I'd just walk in the ring with a bait in my pocket and stand. Yeah. And he'd move and and everything, and then when he won, he would jump into your arms. Ah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's touching on what you were saying before, and you, we sort of brushed over it. But once you've trained them properly anyone should, well, in theory, should be able to get them to, you know, adhere to those commands.
3: Well, it's like when you go to work every day, you've got your list of tasks, you do them. Yeah. Mm. So that's how it is for them. I mean, I taught him to jump in the arms bit, but the rest he was already trained in. So he was very trainable. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah. And, I mean, when I got him, the lady said to me, "I oh, don't worry, you don't have to worry about showing him. She didn't even elaborate. And then when he came, and I went outside with him, and yeah, this dog shows itself. I was going to say, shows himself. (laughs) So, and he was, and he used to just, he'd just stand, and he'd actually place his feet himself. Mm -hmm. That's
0: so. That's just high level. Lots of work. Lots of time. Really intelligent dog as well. I'm assuming, but
3: yes, that's right. And she only did it in a kitchen with bait. Oh really? Wow. Well, it was it was dog it was food focused.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. So it was repetition, no confusion. Alec never got involved. It was just Rita, right? She and and she was the one who did all the work with him. And he she'd just be in the kitchen, and it would be repetition. It's like anything, habit over and over, rote stuff. Mm. And as long as you just keep doing it and keep doing it, they will learn. Mm. And don't confuse them by going off and doing something in the middle of it that you don't usually do. Mm-hmm. And and I, and don't have like I think we had one of the one of the families that came along the other day at the Royal. Mum was a bit, you know, the dog won't do as he's told, and Dad's probably hasn't got the training right. Mm. Um, so what do we do? And I said, well, you, you know, you you need one person to train him the person who can keep to the regime of you know consistency well, with whatever
0: happened. What needs to happen, yeah.
3: And um she said, Well that'll be me. <laughs> and he and and he looked and I went, Sorry Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we've run training days and people have come out and you know, young couples and they're fighting over the dog and I go, Well there's your problem.
0: Yeah yeah. Can't have two he masters.
3: Yeah, two masters. So, sorry, dog only has to have one mask. It's usually the person who feeds it, like gives it dinner. Mm. That's the person who they're going to take notice of. Mm. So, I always <laughs> say to families, if they come and they've got families, I go, so the kids are going to look after the dog. Which kid's going to feed it? Because mm. that's the person who will own the dog. So, if you want the dog, feed it.
0: Right. Maybe that's why Daisy took to me straight away because I fed her first.
3: Hmm. Who
0: feeds them? Yeah, I feed them. I feed her. Well, I feed everyone in the house.
3: Well, it's, you know, you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you, are you? So you're going to take notice of that cook. That's where that comes from. That's
0: that's why you've stayed with me all these years, darling.
3: Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're a good cook.
0: Because I feed her.
1: (laughs) Because you feed. It's like a bloody
0: cafeteria in this house sometimes. (laughs) Can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have that?
1: And I just put it on the record that I can cook. I just don't enjoy it, and he enjoys cooking and eating, so he can go for it. Mm. Mm. Okay, (laughs) sounds like a good plan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we 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 he's got
1: the dog on on side with him. I was going to say we
0: do have some we got some work. Look, it's been very informative, and I'm I'm going to try some of these techniques actually with young Miss Daisy, particularly the barking one, because that's it's probably one of our biggest issues. But I think if we can get that under control. We'll be, we'll be. We love her already, but we'll be um, loving life. Yeah, you
1: can get down yeah. on the ground and whisper, whisper. To you're,
0: and you're not allowed to take any videos of me doing that.
1: <laughs>
3: I'll go on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Send it to you. Kid.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, goodness. All right. Oh goodness. We might leave it there. That was that was good. I really enjoyed that one. Thank you.
3: It's okay. Enjoy your dinner. <laughs> well, <I tried> to.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>